Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Saricolia coming to you once again with another episode of HO Heroes, my podcast. And we're going to start strong. Of course, this week is going to be very busy. There's a lot of news within the gaming industry, of course, with E3. We already have a lot of uh, presentations by EA, Xbox, uh, and we're going to have a lot of presentations today and tomorrow. So it's going to be very, very wild and a lot of reveals, a lot of trailers, a lot of information. So we're excited for that. Uh, you know, I think all gamers are excited for it. But I want to talk about something that happened this weekend. And, of course, uh, something that also is important to us geeks, and it's in regards to films, in regards to films of franchises we love. And, of course, uh, this weekend uh, we had, uh, last weekend, of course, this past weekend, we had X-Men, uh, the Dark Phoenix uh, film, which, uh, you know, debuted on, on theaters across the nation, here in the U.S., but also uh, internationally. And the numbers are not good. Um, the numbers are not really good. Now, I haven't watched the film, so I cannot really say much about the film yet. Um, I, you know, I didn't get a chance to do it. I'm probably going to do it this week. We'll see. Um, but the numbers are not great. Uh, I did watch last week uh, in, uh, Godzilla, which is actually it was very fun. I, I didn't get a chance to review either, but I will review in my YouTube channel at some point. Um, but definitely it was fun, a fun film, fun Godzilla film. Um, now, uh, having watched this, so I cannot really tell about the quality. I know that a lot of people are divided. Uh, it's a very, it seems like it's a divisive film too. I have a lot of friends that, are, that really like it. They really enjoy it. They say it is what it is. It's not perfect. Don't go expecting, like, you know, in this case, a translation of the uh, John Byrne, uh, Claremont, you know, Chris Claremont uh, series, the, you know, the Dark Phoenix saga. Um, but it is good within the parameters of the X-Men franchise, movie franchise. So they enjoy it. And a lot of people hate it. They say it's convoluted. It's, uh, you know, this and that. You know, so I, have, I cannot really side with one person to say they're, they're right or they're wrong. Uh, because I haven't done it. And when I get to it, then I, I can say, yeah, it was bad or it was good. However, in this podcast today, I want to talk about the film. And of course, if you uh, and uh, about the history of the film and everything that has to do with the X-Men, uh, particularly this chapter, that's the reason of the title, you know, Dark Phoenix, the final chapter, because this is the final chapter chapter of the x-men and whether there is good or bad it seems uh, for the most part most critics are saying it's pretty much a really sad farewell to a franchise that really pretty much hold the standard for many years for superhero stories um and I want to explore that. Now, going into the, you know, the information here, and you can, there's so many websites, and probably today you're going to see more information, more ads, and more people talking about it in social media. But there's a lot of information in regards to, uh, you know, how it flopped. You know, it only made uh, on, uh, in the, pretty much in, uh, here in the U.S., on the first two days, which is Thursday and Friday, only $14 million, which was really, really disappointed. But uh, until yesterday, uh, through Sunday, uh, in this case counting Saturday as well, it only did domestically $33 million, which was really a disappointment. Now, it did better outside of the U.S. It did over 100, uh, some I think of $107 million outside of the U.S. So there's many websites that are mentioning this. Uh, and you can find them anywhere easily. If you if you type Google, Google it, you're going to find them the numbers. So it, domestically, it did really poorly. It's the 
I would say the lowest compa- in comparison to all the de- debuts of all the X-Men films in the franchise from X2, uh, you know, Last Stand, which actually did better. And even uh, in this case, Wolverine uh, Origins, which also didn't do good. I think the Wolverine. Um, so it is really the worst of the worst. And it seems like if you can follow right now, nobody really interested on pretty much on the franchise anymore. And of course, I, I was watching online a lot of people that I follow, a lot of people, even some people that are very well known in the in this case in the comic book world in the community, they're saying that they're not interested in watching the film and they present the reasons why they are. Of course, they're not really happy. They never really liked the X-Men franchise. And today I want to talk about this because, you know, in reality, even though I can tell you one thing from my personal perspective, I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm a big fan of the X-Men franchise, uh, the X-Men film franchise i can really say that there's a lot of things that we need to be grateful for uh for the x-men franchise because the x-men franchise uh starting from the first x-men that started almost 20 years ago in 2020 the first x-men film was the beginning of the trend of superhero films that we we're still writing that trend that we're still writing up to this day and marvel the cinematic universe uh, benefited greatly from it i took greatly from it prior to the x-men there were no many uh, options out there they are you have the dc films you got the batman movies uh, from warner brothers it was mostly warner brothers dc pretty much experimenting there were other attempts in the past in the 90s of films or even in the 80s for marvel films films but none of them were as i would say successful until until the first x-men hit uh when the first x-men hit uh, in 2000 it really changed it really opened up it was a financial success that really opened up the door for more movies in the genre people were paying attention and of course uh, what really followed after that you know the x-men uh, franchise it has 12 films total uh, it's a total of 12 films and of course almost 20 years you know in 2000 you had the x-men 2003 uh, three years down the road you got x2 uh, then you got last stand in 2006 you got x-men origins so a lot of people uh, in this case wolverine many people hate that film but that was technically when you know i would say um you know, in this case, Wolverine started becoming bigger and, and bigger uh, as a character. Uh, and, of course, it was 2009. In 2011, you got X-Men First Class. It was an attempt to go in a different route. Then you have the Wolverine uh, in 2013. You got on 2014 X-Men Days of Future Past. Which, in my opinion, what it has been up to this point, probably the best film in the franchise. Then it was followed by Deadpool, which was a total success, even though it's not technically within the X-Men. It's part of the X-Men uh, universe. Uh, and and then, of course, uh, in 2000, in the same year, we got X-Men Apocalypse, who in reality was a big, big disappointment. We were expecting a lot. I was expecting a lot from the film, thinking about Days of Future Past, but it was really a disappointment. Then you have Logan in 2017, which was definitely a lot of people love. It was a totally deviation of the, what they were, you know, the, the norm of what the X-Men were doing. And it was an R-rated version. Uh, but definitely Logan uh, has been is praised by a lot of critics, followed by Deadpool 2 last year, 2018. And, of course, now Dark Phoenix. So you're looking at 12 films that has really defined. And, of course, there's the New Mutants, supposedly in 2020. And some people say, you know, it has been said that they're going to cancel. You, know, you don't know exactly what uh, now Disney you know with marvel uh, and marvel are going to the side if they want to f- pursue that it, it, you know but the, the truth of the matter whether they do it or not which i completely doubt i don't think they're gonna do it they already cancel uh you know gambit um in my opinion i think uh, this is the last chapter and for a long time and in many ways i'm really happy with that 
what what I mean by that. You know, I love the X Men as a you know as a comic book fan. Uh, if you have to choose any team, of course, my first team is always going to be the Fantastic Four. It's my favorite team of all times. But uh, you know, it's a family. But if I have to follow, uh, you know, that team, it will be in this case the X Men, and then followed by the Avengers. Um, you know, those are my favorite teams. Um, maybe I'm much more of a Marvel fan than a DC fan. Well, I'm considering myself too because I love the, uh, in this case, the Justice League as well and the Teen Titans. I love those teams. But um, but I love the X Men because they have a lot. There's so much that you can take out of the stories, uh, especially the stories that were created under Chris Claremont. Chris Claremont was a genius. And still is. He was a genius in regards to the stories that he was created. He made the X-Men, well, you consider it, I would say, a soap opera. He was a soap opera in paper. A story that was constantly evolving, changing. There's a lot of emotional weight in it. And throughout the years, they are, you know, they've been interest, interesting you know, characters, interesting stories that define the Marvel Universe. And, of course, you, know, you can say that in the newer X-Men after the 90s, the X-Men started losing steam. And nowadays, you, I really don't know exactly what's happening with the X-Men. But to be honest with you, it's hard for me to keep up with it. And in many ways, I don't care. Uh, but at, at the same time, I, I, I know that the richness of these characters is, is, is undoubted. You know, it's, it's undoubtedly one of the best aspects of the, the X-Men is the characters inside the X-Men. The characters that really define uh, pretty much the stories, uh, the story that they're surrounded. You know, people that are living in constant persecution being persecuted, being rejected, uh, mostly teenagers that really are trying to find their place in the world, but uh, they are, are seeing the wrong way because of, you know, who they are, you know, and uh, all of those things are things that people can relate, and X-Men are very relatable in that sense. They have emotional trauma, drama, you know, at home with their families, uh, some being rejected by the parents, and they're trying to make life in a world that is constantly aggressive towards them and against them and sees them wrong. So definitely a lot of people can relate to that. So the X-Men are rich characters in themselves. The problem with the X-Men films is that they have always gone through the surface on it. You know, they have always gone uh, above, you know, the, the characters and not really giving you, uh, really dissecting those characters in a way that is, um, you know, I would say relatable. That's something that you can engage in a personal level. It's like you watch the stories unfold but you don't necessarily are watching um, something that it really matters to you because you don't see a beginning and an end. Of course, we have seen the characters evolve over time. We see characters like Wolverine uh, evolve over time, but the vast majority of the characters on the X-Men, they have come, uh, many people, many actors have come and gone. Um, we have changed them, some of them. Some of them, you know, they're not really, you probably watch them in two episodes and now it's a new actor, things like that. So you have never really grow accustomed to them. Like you do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, you saw the pretty much the rise of uh, Tony Stark. You saw the beginning of Tony Stark. And also he was the end of this phase on the Marvel Universe. You saw Captain America, Steve Rogers, evolve from who he was until what he is now. You saw Thor evolving, you know, and, you know, through the time, you know, through the time from beginning of being a brat into becoming a man that even is not sure himself, but understands now what really is the meaning of his life. So you see an evolution of all these characters constantly and you have seen the being developed and being fleshed out the problem with the x-men is we never got to see that you know you never got to see that it's so many different set pieces all part of the same 
universe that doesn't even follow the same continuity. And there's something that really cha- affects the way you perceive the stories. You can see the X-Men as separate entities, not necessarily as one single unified unit, a single unified universe. And this is something that is really hard. Now, w- uh, with that being said, I don't want to uh, sound like I hate on the X-Men because I can tell you one thing, I have enjoyed the X-Men over the years. Uh, enjoy the films for what they are because uh, you know they were the beginning of something different they were pretty much the ones that put and set on stone the beginning of a new generation of films the superhero films they give hollywood the boldness to say there is market here they really pay you know people pay attention when they start making money and these movies were the beginning of it and they were the beginning and also the foundation what Marvel Cinematic Universes would become. Because uh, when you look at numbers, something people don't really notice much is that actually Kevin Feige, who is actually, the, in this case, the, uh, the, the president of Marvel, uh, and he is actually, uh, he started as an assistant producer uh, uh, with, um, you know, the first, the original X-Men. And he has been involved, he was involved in, the, in, the, in the, 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 pretty much all the X-Men movies. He was involved on uh, with Fox and a lot of things uh, he was involved with spider-man the first spider-man as an associate producer uh and you know hulk the punisher uh in the thousand three punisher the old punisher he was an executive producer there so uh he was in blade trinity electrum you know he's been involved in so many aspects of the marvel entire cinematic universe not only what we know marvel now marvel studios but everything prior to marvel even with Fox. He was there uh, working, uh, being involved with Sony, with Spider-Man, the Fantastic, with Columbia Pictures, with Fantastic Four. He was involved in all this. And through all of that, of course, he's growing, he's learning, he's getting better at it. And now he is a reflection. He's not, you know, where he started. Now he has more control. He dictates where he's going. And if it wasn't for Kevin, you know, I don't think the Marvel Cinematic Universe would have the impact that he has. It was his commitment to get things done. But he has to start somewhere, and he started on the original X-Men. And he was involved in, in that production from the beginning, and of course now then he became part of Marvel, and now he's the president. Of course, he is leading in a different way. And definitely, the success of this universe has been in great part, uh, you know, I would say assigned to what he has done as a person, as a person that has, as a producer of the movies, a producer of many shows uh, that has to do with Marvel. So, it, it is something that we can, uh, we need to point out that yes yes the x-men the first i can tell you the truth original the the x-men one two and three they were not that great of a movies they were very disappointed particularly for me the last one was the most disappointing of all um because it was a, a, a you know pretty much a, a total i would say a ripoff in my opinion of what my concept of the x-men were yeah it followed in principle but it did a lot of things i changed a lot of things you know without really following the script well or at least the story as well but uh, at the same time, it was, I would say, a learning process. It was something that gave people like Kevin Feige and many people that have worked here uh, with these movies for many years pretty much a stand. It pretty much gave him a ground, a footing into this, you know, pretty much industry, into this world, and uh, to evolve and become better, at, you know, and actually work better and give, in this case, the clients who are the, the fans, the movie fans, also happen to be many of them comic book fans, more what they were asking for so it's been a lot of a trial and error i would say and of course x-men was the beginning of it now uh, i know a lot of people are happy now that the x-men are dying 
or at least this is the final chapter and as we know it's going to take a couple of years uh, at least five years until we see an x-men rendition of the marvel cinematic universe and to be honest with you i'm okay with that i i think it's time for the x-men to rest I think as much as I love the what they have done, uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and all that, as much as I love what it has been done over the years and uh, things that, you know, some, some, some good things and some really bad things, I feel that the X-Men overall have, they suffer a lot as characters or as the, the perception of the public towards the characters. I even read an article where somebody was saying that the, the, the problem with the X-Men not being successful and all of this is happening right now that pretty much flop in the industry of the movie flopping is because the X-Men are not profitable. They're not a good franchise that we can sell. And to me, I'm totally dis- I-, I disagree with the opinion of whoever this person is because I believe this person has no understanding of the, the character. The X-Men up to this point are the most uh, popular comic book characters, you know, the, the characters in comics, they are the biggest sellers uh, no matter what. They still sell. Anything that has to do uh, X-Men related still sells and sells more than anyone else. Uh, more than a lot of things with DC. X-Men are popular. The problem is that they haven't been able to capitalize on the movies, at least now, no, because, you know, if you go in the beginning, they were successful. But, of course, over time, they're not making now what they measure success and making hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in one single day. Um, they're not as popular or as enticing, and it has nothing to do with the comic of the characters themselves, so the, you know, the source material. It has to do with the way they've been presented, the way they've been developed, the way they've been, uh, you know, exposed through the movies and of course it's, it's, it's oh, every movie has tried to fix what the other movie did wrong so it's been a constant change so from the beginning from the start it was said wrong and of course every movie has tried to fix the, what the first one did wrong and then so on and so on so this is the problem of course i feel that it's time for them to rest you know a couple of years i don't have an issue with it i know marvel is exploring ideas in regards to how they're gonna do it and i know that they have plans already in place for what they want to do with their cinematic universe i'm all for it because i believe that it would be kind of also contraproductive to trying to next year to try to start the x-men again and re- kind of reboot the whole thing because in the mind of people it's still fresh the idea of this x-men that we have seen over the past almost 20 years so it's time to give it a break it's time to really let it rest for a little bit let it just you know sink in and let it just kind of die out so a new generation can rise as well you know the kids are going to be born and they, they're going to grow so when when they introduce the x-men they can introduce them the right way so i'm still going to watch the film uh, you know whether it's good or bad that's just a the matter of a different day I still believe that there is something there, uh, at least just you know, to say a farewell, whether there is a good one or a bad one, to something that really defined you know, the last 20 years of pretty much entertainment you know, and the geek culture. It really affected geek culture in many ways. The X-Men were affected even because of the movies. You know, the, the, the perception of the, character, uh, of the, the characters was uh, pretty much affected by, the, uh, pretty much by these movies. You know, like people were really, a lot of people were attracted to the comic books because of the movies as well so at the end of the day um i'm thankful for what it was given but at the same time you know i'm ready to just to let it go you know it's it's like for example it's coming like you i'm gonna use this example just just to get to the end of this podcast today it's like for example when you go to a job you get a job you love the job at first you know it's not perfect 
you know, your first job or whatever job, you love it, you do it for a long time. I don't know, maybe a couple of years, you're satisfied, but little by little start just going sour. You know, the relationship is not good. You're getting tired of going to the same place. It's the same boring thing. People are the same. You get, you know, you just go there. You have no, this. you don't have the same fire that you had when you had that first, that job, when you started that job on the first day. And we started doing it on the first year when you felt very uh, committed to it. And after, over time, you start losing that desire. So it feels like once you get to the point that you're ready to leave that job and you move to another job, or maybe you're ready to retire from that job, but whatever, you leave that job. You When you know that your time is coming, not because you're being let go of fire, uh, just because it's time to, for you to move on. Maybe you're ready to move to another city. You may be another position, whatever. When you're ready to go, you're very happy that the end is here. So it's kind of bittersweet in one sense because you go to the final day to your job and people, you know, embrace you, hug you, say goodbye. They give you gifts and they're happy that, you know, for you and all that. And you're happy to see them and you're happy because of that. But you're happier that you don't have to come back the following day or the following week. So this is something like that. I feel it feels like that. It feels that you're happy now that it is over or at least this is the end of it. And I'm ready to move on in the next chapter of my life. And I feel that the X-Men need a break. Uh, for the next chapter in their lives, you know, and I'm looking forward uh, when that time comes, you know, and then it's not necessarily have to happen next year. I don't think it would be the wise idea, but, you know, whenever it comes, whether it's five years from now, I'm all for it. I'll be there to watch it on day, day one. So what is your opinion? I would like to hear it. Uh, once again, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're following, listening to the podcast, share the podcast through, with your friends. You can do that through social media. Also, follow me there in social media on my Facebook page, on my Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, the links are always down below. And also consider supporting me financially. Your financial support uh, keeps me in the air. You can do that on a monthly basis through Patreon. Whatever amount you decide to give, it will support me. Or you can do that as a one-time gift through PayPal and also through GoFundMe. The links are down below. So once again, God bless. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.